0: Hello and welcome back to a very special edition of the offensive zone show, and that's because something important has happened uh, and somebody has finally freed Jack. There you go. I won't let so, go, Jack. And,
1: uh, I won't let go.
0: <laughs> I was trying to find the, uh, the you know the, the thing from Free Willy, the, the like the job willy job thing. I was trying to find that as a, a sound right. effect. And uh, when you put in you know willy sound effect into Google, it's not it's not good for <laughs> for, for, for hits. So, well so we were under a time. We stuck with Hallelujah, because so. that's a lot cleaner. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um but look, obviously Jack Eichel's been traded today. That's the big news. That's why we've done this kind of special one-off um episode uh because it's just too big to wait until sunday was pretty much the decision that we made um now most of you will probably know the details of the trade but let me just go through that just before we get into breaking it down and you know going through the pluses the minuses um jack eichel as a player uh, and obviously getting jp's unbiased opinion so i have one <laughs> hockey hero with me today but um yeah, we, we thought we had to, you know, look, we have, I have to have the Vegas guy on when we're talking about Vegas. Then I, there's no choice. Um, so just to cover the semantics of the trade. Uh, and this was a surprise, to be honest, in terms of what was involved. So what Vegas got in the trade, because they didn't just get Jack Eichel. They obviously did get Jack Eichel and his 10 million salary per annum. Um, but we'll, we'll come to that in a bit. Uh, they also got a, a conditional 2023 third round pick from Buffalo Um, and it's it's all around the conditions of Vegas's first round pick so what Buffalo got is they got Alex Tuck and his salary is 4.7 million 4.750 if we're going to get technical Uh, Peyton Krebs who's obviously on his uh, ELC so his entry level contract um, and has played in the NHL a couple of games Uh, And they got two picks. So they got a conditional first and a conditional second. Now, the conditions of the first round pick are if the pick is in the top 10, then Vegas will transfer their first round pick from the following year. So it's essentially lottery protected, although only to the top 10. Um, And if Vegas's first round pick is uh, in the 2022 draft is the top 10 pick, then Vegas will transfer their 2024 second round pick instead, which is immensely confusing. So the easy version to sum it up is they're getting Tuck, Krebs, a first and a second. They don't know what years the first and second are going to come of, and the years that they're in massively favours Vegas, uh, unless they, they get worse the year after, of course, which is highly unlikely. Um and and, and I call obviously, in the third round pick of what came back to Vegas. So that's, that's the breakdown of the boring bit, which is actually what happened. Um, but look, let's get some more fun stuff. JP, look, they, they finally did it. It looked like he was going to go to Calgary. And then lastminute.com or first thing in the morning for you guys, you know, late morning for me, it suddenly gets announced that it's he isn't going to Calgary. He's going to Vegas. So they got their man. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, I'm so glad it's over.
1: (laughs) I gotta be honest, man. It's been, uh, everybody's, I I think most people are exhausted of the, of the whole Eichel thing and poor Jack Eichel, right? Like the guy can finally get surgery and get on with his career and, and we can stop talking about all of it. I got to the point where I didn't really care who, who got him, you know, it's just like, just get it over with already. (laughs) Um, now that it's happened. You know, I, I was actually asleep when the trade happened, so I sort of woke up to all the Twitter craziness. But now that it has happened, it's like a mixture of excitement and fear kind of all at the same time. It's like I'm I very mixed feelings on it. but um, yeah, you know, I got to, mm-hmm. to start with, I gotta say that I think Vegas probably got a pretty good price on him. I feel like the market maybe was cooling a little because it went on so long. And I feel like Buffalo mm-hmm. maybe f- felt. This is just my gut telling me. I think they maybe f- there was some urgency there. They were like, "We gotta, we gotta make this happen." Because the longer it takes, I think the less they were going to get. And this is, I mean, honestly, Vegas must have played hardball because I, th- I thought they were going to have to put more on the block to get him. Honestly, I, I don't know. What do you think? Does it seem a little light? Like I feel feel like it's a good deal for Vegas. Like the trade is favorable
0: for them. Yeah, like it. It does feel light, and. Last night, or last night my time, so you, you know, have to apologies for the fact that me and JP are about eight hours different. <laughs> so when I say morning, he says evening, and when I say afternoon, he right, says morning. Right. Um, but the last night my time, the Kevin Weeks was talking around Calgary being the front runner for for Eichel, and and it was looking like it was going to be to chuck a first, another first, some prospects like they looked like they were putting more on the table. Um, and and look, this hasn't been confirmed. My gut feel with it is that the big difference in what Vegas have given to what Calgary are offering is certainty. So Alex Tuck is signed. Peyton Krebs is signed. Now they may choose to not want to play for Buffalo. Highly unlikely, but they're both signed longer term. Um, to Chuck obviously is an RFA I think at the end of this year which means he had the option to kind of walk away in inverted commas so you could imagine to Chuck wouldn't be too chuffed with going to Buffalo um and if he turned around and said look I don't want to I don't want to be part of this then you could see why that trade becomes less desirable for Buffalo and why the the Vegas trade even though it's I think it is a, I think it is a light deal I think there's some reasons for that which I'll, I'll come on to now but it's I think it's a it's a good deal for Vegas if and it's a big if if Iqor can get the surgery and he can stay fit because if he starts to suffer because of his you know after the surgery or he has reoccurring issues and he ends up on LTIR whilst you're not going to pay his cap in terms of cap hits you are still going to pay it in terms of money and you're not getting the benefit which is that you know he's he's a he is an he an elite level player there aren't many of him in the league um some people like him some people hate him and I and I get that he's quite a vocal guy which I think is his is his kind of crux is that he's probably too honest with stuff but that would be the one concern And I think you're right the market was quiet there's also not a lot of teams that can do what Vegas have just done in fact I'm not sure Vegas can do it but there's not, <laughs> not a lot of teams that can actually right, that's why I'm scared soak up 10 million <laughs> a cap you know um and just to, to bore people with the numbers. Um, and you can see that in a previous life, uh, I used to be an accountant. Um, so the, in terms of projected cap space for the Vegas golden Knights. And if you haven't listened to our podcast, which was actually released today, because we were late recording the last one. So we've, we've made a right muddle out of this week's stuff. Um, then you will know we were talking about the cap to do with Vegas yesterday. Well, obviously it's got worse. So their projected cap space is now 2.7 million, um, but within that, they've got to re-sign, potentially re-sign. Um, ben Hutton is a UFA. Nicholas Haig is an RFA. Uh, McNabb's a UFA. There is one, two, three, four, five, six uh, RFAs that are all kind of the younger players. Ro- um, Nicholas Rois in there. Uh, Kolasar's in there. Brett Haldon's in there. um, you've got Matthias Janmark, you've got Riley Smith, and you've got two million to go across all of them. So, and the minimum cap, remembering that you can't pay someone a pound, the the minimum cap is $750. uh, And and that's the lowest entry level contract you can get, I I believe, which means that it doesn't even work, even if they're all on ELCs. So somebody is moving. And I I think it was, um, I saw someone post a tweet earlier and I'm going to, is is Mister the real Hoot? Oh, I'm going to horrendously say his Twitter handle. Mm. So if you know it, JP, the, save The, me, the real Mister Hoot. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. it. That's it. And um, uh, well, we have some we have some great conversations on Twitter. And and he said about you know reality is this costs Vegas another player, and I think it I think it does. It, it costs. Ignore Riley Smith. It, it, like that's dead now. Um, and he'll get paid somewhere else. So let's not let's not cry a river for a guy who's going to get paid six million a year. But it's you are going to lose someone else off this roster. Um, questions: Who, I suppose? Yeah, absolutely. The, yeah, to get
1: cap compliant, it, either a, at least a big player has got to go, or a lot of um, you know lower paid, you know maybe depth players, or you know maybe a couple of it. just, it just depends. It's it, it's totally chaotic now. Bringing Eichel <laughs> onto the roster as if it wasn't rough to begin with. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I gotta say. I think Tuck the, the part of the reason he's one of the ones that got moved. He the, the guy's awesome. Like he's a great player. I really like Tuck. He's so injury prone. He's missed huge bouts of time, you know, huge lengths of time with the team. I feel like it happens every season. And I think maybe that is part of what went into the decision of moving him, right? Still young, like um Good player, great player, really. But, uh, I have a feeling maybe for Vegas that, you know, they were just like, look at our current situation, cup or bust and he's out of the lineup seemingly half the time every year he misses huge amounts of time. So I can't, I I feel like maybe that played into the decision a little bit. Obviously he's out right now, right? He's in the middle of a six month, um, you know, long-term injured reserve uh, for surgery and, um, and, you know, for Krebs, like, I'm sad to see him go, but
0: um, it's probably going to be better for his career. He's, And he's a maybe, right? I mean, like, you can love or hate Eichel, right? There's no, like, there's, there's no question mark about how good he is. The question marks are around, um, you know, he he hasn't shown that he's this leader that he that, that Buffalo wanted him to be. Well, in Vegas, he doesn't need to be. And, and he hasn't, you know, there is the injury concern, but it's pretty minor, mm-hmm. to be fair. Mm-hmm. I mean... Plenty of plenty of players have, you know, have surgery early in a career and, and, and are absolutely fine. i um, just to go through uh, Tuck's numbers. So in 2020, 2021, he pretty much played the whole season. Um, but remembering that was a it was a reduced season. Mm-hmm. Um, but the season before he only played 42 games. Season before that, 74. Season before that, 78. So. He hasn't missed massive amounts of time, but he has missed consistent time. Mm-hmm. Um, and his point production's pretty good, but you know, this is uh this is a league of, of parity, as we were saying on yesterday's cast, and you don't get something for nothing. So you were never gonna get Jack Eichel without trading somebody back who was gonna be good, you know. It just didn't. I'd originally saw that they were looking at trading Shea Theodore, to which I thought, God, don't do that. Um, but so for me, the two players you lost, I think you can live without Tuck. Being brutally honest, I think Dodonov helps you there anyway, and I, I know he's probably someone who would be on that. Do you move him at the end of this season because it's five million saved? But mm-hmm. he he helps you there, mm-hmm. uh, and you still got Riley Smith this year. And at the end of the day, as we said on yesterday's cast, if Vegas are lifting Lord Stanley's mug in you know June 2022, then nobody's going to be worrying about the cap in 20 into 22 23 season yeah, you know it's,
1: it's like I always say it's the it's couple this of is a fortune favors the brave kind of move it's it has the feeling of like wow this this is e- either going to be a historical move and it's going to totally pay off for the golden knights you know or it's it's going to put them in cap hell you know and they're going to underperform and you know, the general manager is going to be on the chopping block and it's going to go, I feel like it's going to go one way or the other. Um, yeah, I agree. And uh, you know, but for the first time in the history of the franchise, they have a true elite top line superstar center. That's never happened. And Vegas has managed to be an incredibly good team without that. So the question is, does that now put them over the top? Does that just make them a juggernaut? or does that throw off the whole you know structure and sort of style and chemistry of the team right because it's that's the thing is they're known for being a team that's really deep now they're going to be more top heavy you know how how much more top heavy remains to be seen once they have once they make the moves they're going to make but they're going to be a more top heavy team than they used to be which means you know more strength on the top two lines, a little bit less on the third and fourth. I'm guessing, but what's that balance, right? Like what what's the balance that makes it work? And a lot of people say you know the elite scoring in the top lines is kind of what's kept them from going all the way. So. If this doesn't do it, yeah, then it's gonna be a couple seasons and then it's rebuild time, <laughs> probably. Right? Uh, who knows? Hard yep. to say. But uh, that's
0: and like and that. I call it. You know, he's 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 still. You know, he's still pretty young. We're not talking about a guy here where you've, you've got him for a couple of years. I mean, he's twenty five. So even if you ended up having to kind of retool in a couple of years' time, like he can still be a, a big part of that. Oh, or, you yeah. We yeah. could look to trade. Him. Yeah, yeah. He he um, he might not move on in
1: two years, but yeah, definitely. Like I could see couple of years goes by they might have to reshape reshape the team i mean they're doing it now really aren't they someone asked me on twitter today yeah. like is this a rebuild you know and, and i was like i get I, I i understand that it feels that way because there's a lot of tur- seemingly a lot of turnover it's like no it's not really a rebuild it's
0: just you know it, i would it's this- i would say to that person um search out a arizona fan <laughs> if you if, if you yeah. can find one yeah search one out and ask them what a rebuild feels right. like because they'll tell you, they'll tell you the cold hard truth. At right. Vegas, Vegas are just trying to, you know, the, the the they the center position is the one position where it, it, it needed improvement. I mean, like you've been you've you've made massive strides with people who aren't first-line centers. You know, William Carlson is a fantastic center, but he became that center at Vegas. He wasn't that at Columbus. Um Chandler Stevenson. Is another one. Like, I can't believe he's a top six center. But yeah, you know, but he is. And he plays like one. He's he's got some great numbers this year. So I think Eichel fits in well with that. Everybody just kind of moves down one. So I see Eichel one as in first line center, mm-hmm. Carlson two, Stevenson three. And then that allows you to play around with that fourth line in a way that at the moment you can't because you've you've got too many injuries, just be frank, but even even fully fit, you're kind of having to field um, rookies. Uh, and people someone like Colossar could could play that fourth line center role easily anyway. He's you know he's he's proven himself to be quite quite useful. Right. And and these are Eichel's numbers right for the past couple of seasons. So we'll ignore 20 2020, 20 2020 2021 season because he was out for most of it. Um, but the season before he played 68 games and had 78 points. The season before that he played 77 games and he had 82 points. So this is a, a more than a point per game player. You know, and and the kind of players that are in that category, you're talking Ovechkin, McDavid, Patrick Kane, Sidney Crosby. Like, these are the guys that that put you up a point a night. Um, But the question mark, I I keep coming back to it, and I can do this as a Kraken fan. I can be devil's advocate sat on your shoulder, JP. But it's, you know, he played 68 games. He played 77 games. He played 67 games. So he's not played an 82-game season since he hit that, way well, he's pl- he's played 181 game season his first season with buffalo but since then he's never played a full season and that that is the that's the question mark with his trade i think everything else i love it the cap you know vegas will make it work they'll have to lose somebody else but i'm sure they'll make it work um probably makes the white cloud contract look even better now because you you kind of got him locked up Regardless to whether or not he, you know, he ends up improving as a player, but that's the big question mark on this. Can you get Iqbal healthy? Do you do that this year, and how do you keep him healthy? Right, I'm, I'm
1: curious, kind of what's what the rest of this season is going to look like. Is this one of those things where where management is like, look, we'll do the best we can do this year, but we're really looking at next season. Is that what they're thinking, or are they thinking? pull uh, a full Kuchar off <laughs> one of my Twitter buddies who I think is friends with you as well. Uh, his username is all Marv wanted was the cat. You know that guy. Um, oh yeah. He yeah, said yeah, that yeah. once he said like whoever gets Eichel is going to go full Kuchar off. And so you wonder, is that what the Knights are going to do a la Tampa Bay lightning with Kuchar off last year? Like, are they, it's like, he's going to get his surgery. He's going to jump back in right at the end of the season, you know, they'll sort of right they'll avoid some of the cap stuff while he's on injured reserve and then pop him right in
0: there before the playoffs. Like, is that what we're looking at? Or I think it, it could be a big, maybe I think so. I think so. Yeah. And, and I, the Vegas, you know, love or hate the Vegas organization. You can't falter their, um, their management. It, even like the air case, somebody will be saying, yeah, but what happened with flurry? But if we park the flurry thing, please um but everything but everything else (laughs) like they have they have nailed it they nailed the expansion draft you know they fleeced the hell out of teams including getting people like tuck by the way they like they absolutely rinsed that expansion draft uh, in a way that then made everybody so super cautious when seattle was announced that like everybody started not re-signing players because they didn't want to get they didn't want to have to give up picks and prospects to stop players picking other players they wanted, you know. And with this, like, I think they're not going to trade for Eichel and then rush him back, because if you rush him back and he's not fully fit, it's like the you know the first thing they've announced today is he's he's having the surgery. Well, you know that's not a shock because it's the only way you get him back healthy. And you want this player to be the first line center for the Vegas Golden Knights for his. Career, you don't want it for two years, and and then you know, then he's on the, the scrap heap for the for the other kind of six left in his contract because he obviously signed an eight year deal with Buffalo. I think it was two years ago, so I think he's got six, six years, years remaining. Left. Oh, I'll have to have a look, yeah. but um but yeah. So I, I I think the Vegas organization will be looking at Eichel and saying, when you're ready to play, we'll make it work and we'll get you on the ice. Mm. But when you're ready to play, you're on the ice, not before. You know, I don't want you rushing back. I don't want you risking any future health mm. issues, trying to get back for a year. That, like you said, you know, I still think Vegas will make the playoffs. I still think Vegas is an absolute monster of a force without Eichel, by the way. Yeah. They, it's not like it's not like this changes your team because you were a beast without him. You're like beast mode with him, obviously. Right, right. <laughs> but it's. So, yeah, I think you, that's what they're going to
1: do. You know, it's interesting, too. I've heard a lot of talk about the psychology of the locker room right now. And you've you got to know all the Eichel talk and that Vegas was close to a deal. You know, these players, they they read the rumors, too. They, you know, they hear about it. Uh, you got to know that, the, that some of these guys have been a little uneasy about this stuff. It's been going on for so long. And if Vegas has been knocking on the door, you know, the team, in addition to all the injuries and all the other stuff going on, Think Mm. about it. If you know, if you, you, let's say you're an NHL player and you and your agent know that you are one of the players that could feasibly be on the block for a deal like this, like that would be, it'd be very conflicting, right? Every night I'm supposed to, I'm supposed to buy into this team and concentrate on winning and and working with this group of guys and any minute I could be gone. I could be packing my bags and flying out tomorrow, right? That's part of a career in the NHL, I guess, but I also think with something like this hanging over your head, I I think it might have affected the team a little bit, right? Like not knowing what's going to happen and you know you got these AHL guys in there trying to sort of make their mark and it's just been chaos, you know. So maybe now that it's over <laughs> or at least the biggest part of it's over, uh, Maybe psychologically speaking, too, that'll help the team settle in a little bit. Maybe not. I, mean, I could. That could all just be BS, right? Maybe that's just the life of an NHL player.
0: I don't know, but I would think it has to have some sort of effect, you know? Yeah. Well, I think um, that there's a lot of players on the on the roster that don't have the kind of no movement clauses that yeah. that protect them. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you know, they they will have been looking over their shoulder because they they know what Vegas are like. You know, Vegas have proven with petrangelo they've proven with other times like lena like they will do what they believe they need to do to win a cup and if that means trading somebody that the fans like they don't care because they know it's the greater good right that's the way they the way they evaluate it Mm -hmm. so um i think people like riley smith is probably one of those players now who's thinking phew okay right i'm here for the whole year good now, whereas maybe he thought he might be fodder beforehand because of the cap size sure. of things. Yeah. He still could be by the way, because if you're trying to squeeze, because uh, what, what you need to save is 4.8, give or take million. Mm-hmm. Now, a lot of that depends on when Eichel comes back and you know, like how many months are left and all this kind of stuff, because obviously his his annual salary is 10 million. If he comes back for the last two months, you're going to pay two months of that 10 million, not, you know not the full 10 will be pro rated, but right. Um, there is, you know, so but then I guess, you know, it like you said, is it the life of the NHL. I, th- I think it is, and trade deadline will be the next thing. Mm-hmm. Like we're doing this now, but there's there's going to be some big moves there as well, like there always is, so right, right. Um, I mean, I'd be good. our conscious, obviously, we wanted to try and keep it shorter. If you want to do your conclusion, JP, and then I'll I'll kind of, I'm happy to give my thoughts. Absolutely. We'll get, we'll get the biased opinion first. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I, you know, I, I'm
1: cautiously excited about the trade conflicted, but only conflicted because anytime a team or in life, just in any, you know, anytime you make a huge move like this, where there's some risk involved, it's natural that there's going to be some nerves. And uh, and so that's my feeling. I'm excited about the move. I'm excited about the potential. Like you said, Vegas is already a beast. Um, Having an elite top line center could make them absolutely unstoppable. It could. The potential's there and management has proven to be very savvy. So you know, my my tendency is to trust that they know what they're doing. They've analyzed the absolute snot out of this for, for the last six months, I'm sure. So they've got all their possible moves plotted out. Um, so I'm going to be cautiously excited about the move uh, just with the knowledge that it's there's going to be some turmoil. It's going to be a crazy season one way or the other, whether that's positive or negative. But uh, just uh, buckle up and
0: enjoy the ride, right? Yeah. 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 And you probably summed it up pretty well there to be fair. I mean, I, I like the trade. I think this, you know, I asked a question on Twitter who wins. Um, Rita's put back Jack one cause he's getting a surgery, which I completely mm, agree totally. with your Rita. He definitely, he, he wins all the way around, right? Mm. He wins. Uh, he gets the surgery. He gets to play on a team who he knows is going to make the playoffs. Cause let's be Frank, you are going to make the playoffs. Um, and if you don't this year, that'll be a freak cause it's not going to happen next year. Um, and it's he he is a point per game. I go back to that same the same you know item I said earlier. He's he's a point per game player. There aren't that many of them in the NHL. Like statistically, there's you're talking 10% of players that would be at that point per game level. You know, Patrick Keynes, as I said earlier, Sidney Crosby's. That's who you've got with this trade. And to get it, you've given up probably something between twenty-five and thirty-two as an overall pick in the, in the draft. That's what a first rounder is to Vegas. This isn't, this isn't, you know, they haven't given up Shane, Wright. They haven't given up the first overall. They've given up a late first round pick and a late second round pick Tuck, who, as you rightly said, was probably expendable anyway, and you're not going to get something for nothing. And Peyton Krebs, who is, who is at the moment, I like the kid. And I think he's going to be a top six forward, but right now he isn't. And you need now. And Eichel is now. So I love the trade. I think it's going to work. I think it's going to work for Vegas. I can't wait to see the the line. I call. Don't knock Seattle out in some sort of weird conference final because that would be painful. But it's, and I'll just be like crying into uh, into into the microphone on a podcast. Right. But the but I I, lo- I love the trade. So I think the winners today are um, everybody wins, right? So Buffalo wins. They still get some good pieces coming back, and they get a monkey off their back in terms of that, that the the situation which they caused by the way, but the situation around Eichel, Eichel wins and Vegas wins. So this is a great trade. It's a great day. Vegas fans should be thrilled with it. And I look forward to seeing him on the ice, fit and healthy and, not scoring goals past the crack <laughs> yeah. Now, now
1: we all now that this is done. We all get to wait, uh, you know, three, four, five months before we ever actually, you know, there'll be another sort of big celebration the day that he, you know, first dresses and skates for the team. But, uh, but yeah, at least we can uh, breathe now and focus on other hockey topics, you know, rather than what's going to happen with Eichel. But uh, yeah, it's been fun chatting yeah. chatting about this with you, and uh, I'm glad we jumped on to do this today.
0: Yeah, me too, mate, me too. And uh, thanks, for everybody, for listening. I'm still going to wrap this up now. Uh, There was an episode that was released today, so there is a previous episode where we cover everything except for the Jack Eichel trade because it hadn't happened. Um, So do check out that. uh, And until next week, stay safe and uh, enjoy ordering your Jack Eichel jerseys. (laughs) See you later. Bye-bye.